Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Extreming Disney, the podcast focused on all things Disney+. Plus. I am your host, once again, Peter Eklund, and on today's show, me and my guest will be looking at those cartoons that we grew up loving so many years ago. Um, let's be honest, we still love them to this day. It's a Saturday morning cartoon episode. This week's guest is my friend, Tim Whitaker. You don't know him yet, probably, but he actually has a podcast himself. It's called Coffee, Theology, and Jesus. It's absolutely amazing. Um, check it out. Tim and I will talk about it in a little bit here when he comes on in just a couple minutes. Um, you'll get to hear more about what that show is about. But on today's episode of Extreming Disney, we'll be talking about DuckTales and we'll be talking about gummy bears. Before we get into that, though, I need to remind you that I am no Scrooge McDuck. And if you want this show to continue on um, further into the future, we need to find more listeners. And the best way to help make that happen is by leaving a review for the podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or on um, Facebook page, whatever you want to do. If you do, I'll read your review on the air. It will help keep us going into new ears for other people to be able to listen to it, and that will help us move forward. Okay, it's Saturday morning. Move aside, Dad. It's time for the kids to have the TV. Let's get on with the show. So as I said before, my guest for this week is my friend Tim Whitaker. Tim, thank you for coming on to the show. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> absolutely well that's, that's the show everybody <laughs> that's it it's only taken us like i don't know i'm a terrible friend because i can tell you treat this like so professionally like okay tim here's this here's that i'll see you on this date and then i'm like the day of hey dude i'm stuck at work can we do another day <laughs> you're just messing up my whole life I'm you know sorry. honestly my my 20 loyal listeners are gonna be really upset with you you know well I, I apologize to all of you so. <laughs> so Tim is a friend of mine, and I, I say friend, but I'm I'm gonna say he's as much of a friend as someone could be for somebody who lives in New Jersey. Um, you, you live down kind of what Southern Jersey or Mid Jersey? I'm right by Philadelphia. I'm like ten minutes outside of Philly. Okay, all Let's right. So, um, yeah, Tim is a, a good friend of mine that I've had for about I would say ten years or so. Yeah, maybe sure. longer. Definitely. Um, we, we met kind of through mutual friends of ours that um, one of his good buddies was one of my roommates back in college. And um, Tim and I have kind of continued to stay close ever since. And um, him and his wife actually came out for a retreat. Um, <laughs> gosh. Dude. Five I, years ago. It had No, it was four because we just celebrated four years. It was like four, okay. uh, three and a half. I can't believe that you had a quote unquote married couple who was married for like three months come and lead your like you know, like your singles retreat as like we had the answer to marriage three months in. Are that you was... kidding me, bro? Like <laughs> all we were doing was having sex because we we're newlyweds. All right. Like I'm, I'm going to say what it was like. We were in honeymoon land. Like guys, marriage is so great. Like trust me, we have it all figured out. <laughs> so I just loved it because it was, I, I feel like the college students, they always get a perspective of people who have been married for, 20 years you know yes, married for yes. 15 10 years whatever yeah it's always yes, kind yes. of similar things and i was just like it, we already have chris beamer who's right who's been married for 40 some odd years you know what i mean so 
let's get some let's get something different and i was like this guy has a podcast so he has some notoriety um so he's gonna be a real impressive guest to have oh yeah yeah i do i remember that you were like and tim whitaker host of this pod you know coffee theology and jesus podcast i'm like dude i look way too professional on like your on like your advertising i i am i am not that important i have like 15 listeners on a good day so please you know but i gotta say we had a lot of fun we really did it was great meeting with everyone. And I'm still friends with some of those guys on yeah. like Facebook and stuff. So um, Can, it was will, a good time. We had a lot of fun. Will you be surprised when I tell you that I'm an Enneagram 3? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. I will take anything and spin it. In That's a way right. Yes. Make, yes. make it look professional and good <laughs> and amazing. And yes. I look larger than life, man. I mean, I was like, wow, this is great. I feel so professional, you know. So. So good. Yeah. So good. So as I said, Tim is a podcaster as well. So we're a couple of pros at this point, though. His podcast, your podcast has been going on for a while now, man. Yeah, honestly, it's been on. I mean, it's on and off in the sense of like whenever we can get around to recording, we do. But yeah, probably five years now before I was married, for sure. Um, I mean, I pretty much say the same thing every time. You know, I don't like Trump. I'm a Christian. And, you know, I apparently... I'm a liberal, according to some people. I don't think that at all, but you know, uh, so it's the same thing. So listen to one episode and you heard them all, you know, <laughs> so apart from you don't like Trump and you're apparently a liberal. Um, tell us, I'm, tell us about your podcast. Well, I'm also a Marxist. I don't know if I told you that yet. You know? <laughs> now the podcast, is these are the not good selling points, man. <laughs> Dude, you're going to lose listeners. things to me. Like Peter, how could you have this liberal socialist Marxist on? I can't, <laughs> um no honestly the podcast is me and two other guys uh they're my co-hosts and they really balance me out really well they've been good friends for really over a decade now we really we talk like what the, what the title says coffee theology and jesus and how Christianity intersects with everyday life and um you know you know me pretty well peter but i don't really pull punches i don't beat around the bush like what i'm thinking is what i'm thinking I, i'm not gonna apologize for that you know uh, but that being said, like the reality is that we're all on a journey trying to be more um, like Jesus and, and uh, better agents of his kingdom is how I would say it, you know. And so my podcast is honestly, it's really a way for me to be able to vent without taking to Facebook and venting because people can't hear tone of voice behind just text. Oh, it really you helps. do both. I, I know. It's an addiction. My <laughs> wife tells that. me I have you a problem. That as an excuse, but my, my wife's like, you need rehab, Tim. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I really do. I'm like, I'll do this. I'm like, Sarah. One week, no Facebook. And like two hours later, I'm like, typing like a madman. Like, and Sarah's like, who are you arguing with? I'm like, no one. I swear it's no one. Of course, it's probably with you I'm arguing I'm with. I was like, you know? I'm just getting to a lively conversation <laughs> yes. with Peter Eklund. Yeah. Safe person. It's jovial. We're still good friends. I text him. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I enjoy your podcast um, quite a bit. Um, I'm sad that you still, you haven't invited me on as a guest at any points, but that's fair. fine. That's okay. It's fair. It's fair um, but you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm willing to have you come on and, and talk about things that are going along with my expertise being, you know, movies and television, you know, and, and whatnot. So you are the bigger man, Peter. <laughs> you really are. Like you've bestowed grace to me. I, I'm grateful. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> But what what have you guys been up to um, with everything with Corona and whatnot? You and Sarah. 
Oh, I mean, dude, I, I'm not sure where your listeners, you know, where they're from geographically, but I'm in New Jersey. It's been pretty locked down. Obviously, I think for a lot of people, it's it's kind of surreal. 2020 has almost been like a dream for me. I mean, we, we had a baby. He's three months. So it's a very a lot of life change all at once. I mean, how do you – I do a lot of music in the church. So how do you go from every week, Sunday morning, you know, you're there for six hours, rehearsals every week, to just nothing. I mean, nothing. No sign of music. No sign of, like, playing out. No sign of going out. So it was a, you know, it's a big shock for a lot of people, including myself. But I think now, long story short, I really think that it's helped me be more, um, I think a little more present in a lot of ways and more grateful for what's important in my life. You know, I mean, I love music. I love theology, but, you know, obviously family is, is what's really important. So having time with them, rethinking what life is really about, has been, it's been really good for me. So, I mean, honestly, in, in some ways, I mean, with having a newborn in the house, in some ways, it's almost like a blessing. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly right, because I couldn't go to work for a few weeks, so we had a lot of time with the baby. Even at the hospital, no one, no one could be there but, but me and my wife. So we were there for three days, just me, my wife, and the baby. No family, and that was really nice. So definitely has had some, some perks for sure. Definitely some uncertainty. Um, definitely a, a weird time in life, very unprecedented and a lot of people have a lot of opinions on, on, on everything, but um, you know, I'm just trying to go with it and just roll with it. Great. Cause you know what? This podcast is all about breaking down all those <laughs> differing opinions, all those <laughs> different ideas. We're going to land on a concise understanding of what we're to do next. Hey, let's start with that YouTube video pandemic. Let's, let's go through line <laughs> by line and just talk through that. And then we'll go into uh, QAnon, some real conspiracy stuff. I got plenty we can go on. No problem. Actually, I think it might be a better idea. Let's talk about DuckTales and Gummy Bears. Even better. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, yeah, this is a Saturday morning cartoon episode. This is the fourth of these episodes that, you know, that I have done with a guest where we kind of pick a date out of the hat. We see what has been, what lines up along those dates like the, to the, the best that we can as far as the cartoons that are available on Disney Plus. And this is where we landed in 1980, what was it, 87 or 88? If it was 88, I was one years old, not even. Okay. Can I I say one thing real quick, though? Yes. Okay. I feel like, and maybe your listeners and you grew up bougie and rich, okay, and had access to Disney and cable, but I I did not. So I was not ready for, like, I mean – I was like a WB kid with like bunny ear antennas. For, so when you told me Saturday morning, I'm thinking we're going to talk about like, you know, Static Shock, the Zeta Project. No one talks about that. Jackie Chan Adventures. But dude, when, you, when you gave me Jackie DuckTales, Chan. oh, dude, I can go forever about me and some talismans. Uncle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uncle, exactly. But when you gave me Gummy Bears, which I never, I never even freaking heard of until I watched an episode an hour ago. And DuckTales, I'm like, dang, dude. I don't know if you got the right guy for the job because I I just didn't grow up with those guys. You I never a, you never watched Ducktales at all. I, I did, but I, it's okay. Like in, in my memory, okay, my routine was like I was homeschooled. I was one of those. That, that's yeah. why I'm a Marxist now. I, I rebelled from everything. Um, but <laughs> but you know, I would do school three o'clock. What's on WB? Spider Man. Great. What's on Saturday morning? WB. The Adventures of Batman and Superman. You know, Static Shock. I followed those series. I would watch DuckTales whenever I caught it, but I was not like, ooh, the next episode. Ooh, the next episode. I have a very limited like, um, like um, memory of, of that show personally. I still enjoyed it, but I was a WB kid through and through. Okay, similarly, I only had four channels growing up. And there it you was go. 
ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, and I could get the WB yes. if I turned the antenna. Yes. That was actually, we had this mechanism where it was on our uh, roof, this antenna, and in, in one portion of my parents' house, we had to turn it from the inside using this dial, and it would turn the roof, and I could somewhat get WB, um, but then it would also like mess up everything else for everybody else in the house. I so, love it. I yeah, I didn't have cartoons. I I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons because that was the only time to get it, and it was always like what was Definitely. on ABC and CBS. So Disney stuff and even WB stuff, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. That was a fantasy. I, yeah, I my, I would get that when I went over to my grandma's house. Me too, and I would just sit and watch so so much Nickelodeon. I mean, I would watch so much, and then I would sneak snick at night for the adults. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Well, you get repeats of like now it's like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which makes yeah. you feel really old. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly right. That's right. But no, yeah, I remember like I would break out my grandmother's TV guide and I would plan my whole weekend that I would be there with her, going, okay, now I got to go to this channel to get. This That's channel. right. That's I right. Would bring a VHS tape and record it <laughs> so I can bring it home and watch. I am, dude. You were the, you were the pioneer of pirating. You were pirating. <laughs> you were a child pirate. I was not distributing it. I was not selling it. <laughs> On Kazaa. Remember Kazaa? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Wow. So you that's didn't funny. grow up. You didn't grow up with either DuckTales or Gummy Bears. Definitely not Gummy Bears. In fact, when I watched it today, I told my wife, I'm like, what the heck show am I watching? This feels like a show where if I, when I, you know, when, when you're sick, you have like the flu, you have those weird dreams as a kid. I think I'm watching one of like a show about like weird flu type dreams. Just like, what am I looking at? The animation's so weird. And who, I mean, these ogres and oh my God, I couldn't. Okay. Felt like a bad it. acid trip. Not that I'm, I've ever done it. I'm just saying if I did, that's what I imagine it would be like. Okay. Well, this is going to be great because I am super excited to get into the conversation what I love about these episodes in comparison to like the other episodes that I do is just that they're, they're just so much easier. They're fun. They're bubble gum. It's, it doesn't take like a lot to like break them down though. We could get into some interesting topics, I think around DuckTales. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the DuckTales, man. DuckTales. Woo hoo. Yes. You know, it has kind of brought me back because I forgot how much like I missed that, that intro. I haven't watched it in a while. And, you know, especially comparing it to the, to the show that we're going to talk about next, it's such a, oh my gosh, it's so, it's significantly like black and white to 4K HDR better, yes. you know, as far as the intro, it's way more hip for its time. Dude. It's a great synth bass. It's really catchy. It's just, fun. Just the first few beats. Beats of just ooh, you know what's funny? Musically, that's not complicated. It's like two notes, and somebody thought like this is it, and it works. It just make it gets you moving, dude. Yeah, that song is a bop, bro. No, for sure, for sure. Um, no, this was a good episode, man. I enjoyed this one. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say one other thing about kind of the intro. You know what I didn't realize until now, watching, um, just. DuckTales recently, the the title for DuckTales is Indiana Jones. Yes, because in the thumbnails on Disney Plus, there's like three different versions of DuckTales. It's very Indiana Jones-esque. Oh, this this show is is globe trotting. It's treasure hunting. It's it's such a great show. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. But Scrooge McDuck is obviously so different than Indiana Jones himself. Well, yes, no doubt about that. Obviously. Um, Obvi. But the, the premise of the show is pretty broad, and I think that's what makes it such a great, successful series. It follows the adventures of millionaire Scrooge McDuck as he trots the globe, hunting for treasures with his three nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and a bunch of other, a slew of other characters that interweave within particular episodes. And it's great. Yes. It's great. I mean, dude, there's, like I said, I think I said this earlier, I haven't really grown up with it a ton. I, I knew what it was. I didn't, I didn't watch it all the time. Um, but man, like watching this was, it almost was like, you know what? I want to watch another one. Yeah, right? It's like part of you, I think with the other um, the cartoon that we're going to talk about later, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, cartoons are for kids. But then you watch this and you're like, way smarter. Oh, and there's a lot of references that I'm sure we'll get into oh, and a lot of lessons. And it's like, yeah, this is good. I really enjoy it. You can tell a lot of thought goes into these episodes. Yes. So since you literally just got done watching this episode, Tim, Give us the premise. Tell, tell us what this particular episode's about. Well, the three amigos, as I call them, are uh, broke from playing on an arcade game. They're trying to find ways to make more money. And Scrooge is all about them trying to earn the money, you know, legitimately. And they try a few things but fail. But they come across – I forgot the other guy, other duck's name, but whatever his name is. Um, they come across this inventor's, uh, you know, gun. Gyro. The, gyro that essentially duplicates things and they are able to get it and they start duplicating money and i'm sure you can imagine how out of control that gets and they have to find a way quickly to um to stop that because it turns out every time a bell rings the money duplicates so it takes over the whole town it becomes a real menace so the thing that they wanted became their worst enemy essentially yeah and honestly it's this is like it's weird because a lot of their episodes they're going to like different lands they're going to you know aztec discovered areas or they're going to they're dealing with vikings or dinosaurs this is very much within their own backyard of duckburg which yes. is, is funny um okay yeah one um let's kind of go through a little bit on some of the things that i i i love the gags in this this episode this show has yes. so many gags and honestly i think that's part of the reason why gummy bears is just not as good is because there's not as many fun gags in it dude there's so first off it's funny and they rip a lot of like pop culture i mean clearly things that even i could see you know 25 years later watching you know like 30 years later like oh yeah i know what the ripping here yeah yeah absolutely so my first my first favorite joke was like right off right off the back when they're playing this video game where it's basically stealing money from Scrooge McDuck. Like, they're playing a video game that's about stealing from their uncle. Yes. Which is, is so funny. And then they're talking about how they're, they have no more money, and they're turning their pockets inside out. And they're going, I got nothing. I'm broke. And the third one goes, I have gum in my pocket. Like, gum just, like, splurred out, got everywhere. Like, it was unexpected. So it's it kind was... of funny because they're playing a game about robbing their uncle, but their uncle got their money. Yes. So I'm gonna rob them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's funny watching Scrooge McDuck later in life, right? 
I'm sure as we talked about, you know, some politics and whatever things we joke around and whatnot, I, I have a feeling you may have some different feelings about Scrooge himself. What do you think about Scrooge, you know, 25, 30 years later? I mean, dude, like, I, I, I get it. I'm like, yeah, you got to earn your money. You, know, you got to respect your money, you know? Like, it, it's too good to be true. It probably is. You know, it's like, it's kind of funny being on that side now where it's like, oh, he's kind of right, kids. Like, maybe he's a jerk, but he ain't wrong necessarily. <laughs> dude, you are not living up to that self-titled Marxist uh, position I, know. I thought you I were know. Take, I know. <laughs> well, because, like, obviously, you know, I mean, all, you know, I know you had a I think most people in life, even the more maybe politically liberal ones, definitely agree that, that yes, like you should work. You know, like that's, I don't think many people are arguing at home and be lazy and just get free money. That's not good for their own mental health anyway. But as I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, like you should learn the value and also get paid fairly. I, I guess I would, I might fight Scrooge on that, how much he pays his nephews or whoever he's hiring. But they should get paid a wage for working for a service for some kind of product. So I, I found him kind of like, yeah, like you, and it teaches you, it does teach you the value sure. of money. It really you, you does. Didn't you didn't know? think you were so. going to get a lesson on, on saving and, um, what is the word? Oh my gosh, inflation, in a in a Saturday morning right. cartoon, man. Right, exactly right, and they really they really go there. I gotta say, um, one of my favorite uh, clips is when they. Um, they have the vacuuming service. They're pretty much the Ghostbusters. <laughs> They're just going around. Oh, like, I, I lost you. I'm up. losing you. Where are you? Uh, what? I lost I'm all here. I'm here. you just you said. What? You said you something about, you, I heard you say Ghostbusters, and then you went into, you laughed, and then somehow I lost you. Oh, um, I was saying that, um, you know, when they had that whole that whole bit and they're vacuuming up everything and they're destroying the lady's house and she's like, I'll pay you not to be here. I'm like, man, making money is, is great. You know, this is a great gig. I'm just kind of cracking up. So I love the, like, it's very smart how they incorporate pop culture references oh, into yeah, the show. Absolutely. And you got the other character, the other employee of Scrooge McDuck, who I forgot was the superhero that we, as Gizmo later on in the series. I yes. About that, so we yes. Made that change in this episode. I was like, oh, Gizmo's in this episode. That's great. But even though he's only in for like a couple seconds. No, it was so good though. Um, so yeah, they go to the inventor, um, Gyro. And one thing I just want to point out is I'm wondering what kind of bird is Gyro? Cause he's not a duck. Dude. Maybe he's like a goose duck hybrid. I don't I know. He almost like a chicken. His beak is like so different. A little you bit. Know? Definitely. And again, that just shows like, like, like the, the creativity. The people who were writing this was like, let's take it serious. You know, let's let's make it work yeah. something. So. And it's funny. They say we could use this to double food, medicine, and fuel to help people. And instead, they just duplicate money. <laughs> and their stuff. We got to be careful. Boop, 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 you know, but doesn't that, I mean, I, maybe I was sticking too deep into this, but I'm like, man, it's not the human condition, like great intentions, but just terribly mismanaged. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. How many people, when they get power, went in there for a good noble cause and then just are like, Ooh, I can benefit me. Ding, ding, oh, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Although I will say, yeah. I feel like Scrooge does get most upset about all this money being duplicated because his, his money is going to lose value. Exactly. Like the That's true. You're a capitalist, you know? 
<laughs> totally. You don't want to give around too much because I have to have the most. See, I'm just trying to like, which is a great... I'm trying to like just poke you a little bit for you to go on a little tirade, but you're not, I can't get the bear <laughs> to take the bait, bro. Oh my God. Well, I mean, there wasn't like a, there wasn't a really easy like line for that in the show. I mean, I did think it's kind of funny because I don't think that with the way that we are in our media today, that Scrooge would be that way. I don't think that, that, that they would portray him so positively as they did in this episode mm-hmm. if it was written today. Yeah. It'd be much more about, this, you know, like this how he's richer than everyone else. Yes, yes. Okay. It'd be much more about how he has more than enough to help out people when he doesn't. They would, they would weave that somewhere, which obviously, and this is poking the bear, I fully agree with. When you have people profiting billions of dollars and they're just hoarding it, I think that's a major problem. Um, but I did think, like, overall, they handled it pretty well, and they yeah. showed that that too that there is obviously a logic of too much money does call does cause hyperinflation like the whole bit where forty thousand dollars for a, a cavity that but that's a real thing that's happened in real countries i mean remember zimbabwe it was like a million i forgot what, what the currency was a million quote-unquote dollars for a loaf of bread because of how high the inflation was oh, so yeah. there obviously is you have to balance how much money is in a system but how much people hoard it that's a different discussion yes absolutely absolutely um i think I'm going to use that. I want to get to those bits around the um, the inflation because I think that's some of the funniest stuff within this episode. Oh, my gosh. They're great. Um, but have you checked out? The, like, there's a recent DuckTales that is so different. Have you seen anything of that? The- Wait, is that when they relaunched it more recently? Yeah. Well, like five years ago, I want to say. Is yes. that right? Yeah. I watched maybe one, but I not enough to even remember it if I if I even did. Yeah, I think I saw something when I was in the dentist. Or, um, I don't know. De- like I was in the dentist, and it's funny because the dentist scene in this. Um, and I remember just being like, I don't like this animation. I am turned really? off from this. I, I don't know. It just it was different. Dude, animation style is a big one. I mean, you know, um, I'm not a bit like the show. You know, the, the Gummy Bear show. I hated the animation. It kills it. It takes me right out. If, if I hate the animation, I'm out. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't keep track. You know, but I just, I lose it. I'm, I'm such a nostalgic creature, though, that, like, for me, I want this animation over something that's different. Like, have you seen what they've done with Mickey Mouse recently? No, no. Oh, it's not good. It does not look like Mickey. You're, I, I feel betrayed by Disney from how they, like, rebranded it and made the look of Mickey look totally now, different. Now, my favorite kind of animation is the 90s Spider-Man, Batman Beyond... Um, the not the Batman, but Batman, you know, like that '90s, like Hot Streak X Men. That's yes. my kind of animation. Anything else, yes. I just feel weird about, like Avatar: Last Airbender, that kind sure. of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so you haven't watched that show. Um, I haven't watched enough to really see if it's really that good at all. Um, I don't like the animation, but that's about it. Um, the bits around the town, ta- <clears throat> excuse me, the town as inflation is going up is the best. They're great. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite bit? Pick one. I, uh, well, the one I'm thinking of right now is the cavity one. That was my favorite. He's like, oh, some things don't go up, you know, like $40,000 for two cavities or a piece. And how they're, at one point, it's a different bit, but he's carrying like a whole money bag in just trying to pay for something. It, it, was, it was funny. I really enjoyed it. And, of course, you know, the whole town just getting littered with money more and more and more to the point where it became worthless. It didn't oh, mean yeah, anything. They're like – um, two thousand dollars for a newspaper. Right. Yes. Yes. Like lollipops that are worth ten thousand yes. or whatever. Um, yes. My favorite, my favorite was the mom who's like, "You wipe your feet off before you bring more money into this house." <laughs> oh, and how about the bank robbery? Oh, okay. So 
let's let's talk about that. Okay, so the bank robbery comes out because why? Well, kind of same one thing. Whatever yes. chainsaw those guys were given to cut right. out of like four feet of cement, I want one of those. It's I'm amazing. Like, Wait, a che- first off, he hit a chainsaw on a cheesecake. Let's talk about that. He eats the, the cheesecake, totally disgusting, and then they cut out of like a four foot wall and like like faster than freaking Qui Gon's lightsaber in Episode One in the yeah. beginning. And so yeah. you're just kind of like, I want one of those. And then of course yeah. the dump trucks and everything. So I thought that was great, but I love when the bank teller is just like, yeah, like take the money, you know, <laughs> take all the money. Cause they're, I guess, you know, the plot obviously is that like they're, who, who's the guy? Um, which duck is it that had this plan? Oh, I forget his name. It's Gizmo. It's, it's yeah, whatever. Gizmo duck later yeah. On. When he's like, oh, we'll get these guys to rob the whole town pretty much. So I love when like the, he's uh, the robber who's obviously they're really dumb. It's like, is it, is it be nice to a burglar day? Cause the bank tower is like, no, take all the money. We have so much of it. I, I found that really funny. Treated like, like heroes when they come in to rob the bank. Because, totally. Oh, they're like the first, you see the, the, uh, the teller go, nope. Um, we can't make any more deposits. The bank is too full. Um, and then they come in and they're like, this is a robbery. And they're like, hello. They like roll out the red carpet. Dude, <laughs> like, I was cracking up. I was absolutely cracking up. I thought I was so good. smart. Man. Um, yeah, I, I loved this episode. Um, and ba- wrap it up. What happens in the end? Well, obviously the salute, it turns out that like the coins are all unstable. Oh, let's talk about the end. So, the end is that the burglars have gotten all the coins in like one big, I guess at, at Scrooge McDuck's place somehow. They've yeah. got all the, or his money is you know, multiplied there. like a duplicate there. place. Right. And so I love how they try to go swimming in the money and it doesn't, it doesn't work, which Family Guy spoofs really well. I'm not sure if you ever saw the Family Guy bit no. of like Peter. It has like, he tries to dive into the money. He breaks all his bones. There's like blood everywhere. It's like, yes, that, that's what's supposed to happen. You don't go swimming in gold. But um, anyway, so it turns out though that, um, uh, they ring the doorbell and all the coins, they actually, instead of exploding like they thought, they actually implode and go back to pretty much nothing. So a huge tornado comes out of nowhere and like sweeps through everywhere, but somehow the robbers survive, but no one, nothing else does. So I thought that was kind of almost too neat of a way to wrap it up, obviously. But I, right. I thought it's I like thought... we got three minutes left in this episode. Right, right. All right. Our, our last commercial break is over. Let's wrap this up and get to our next commercial break pretty much, you know? I mean, I feel like, too, they could have been like, okay, they're going to break out of prison. And it's going to take, like, no, we need it faster. Give them a chainsaw. Like, right. You're like, how are they going to cut through with, with this? Like, forget about it. They're kids. Right. They're going to go for it. Do you think, you know how, like, in uh, TV shows, there's, like, extra deleted scenes that explain more? Do these guys create animate other scenes and then have to trim it down oh man i don't know the answer to that that'd be a lot of work to be just gone i would be so pissed as like a writer or an artist i spent like all day on like this one scene they're like nah not enough time for tv cut it out yeah i mean i've i've been reading um i've been reading like a, a biography on on walt disney and like the early years of disney company and just like what they had to do to to make all their movies and whatnot and there were times where like I don't know when he made Dumbo. Dumbo is like infamous for being one of the shortest animated movies ever. It's like an, an hour and five minutes long. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and so it's like, I guess, P- I, I guess his investors were like, you need to make this movie longer. And Walt's like, they need, they're like, it needs to be an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. He goes, that's going to cost me 80,000 more dollars. So like the cost of like, 
movie making and television making, especially animation, is crazy when you think about like how many cells per per second you see on the screen. Right, and eighty thousand dollars just shows the inflation amount. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, eighty that was grand. That, that was that was during Depression era, man. That wow. was that was um, you know World War World War Two era. So wow. anyway, yeah, no, that's crazy. But yeah, I was just wondering that. But yeah, I mean, this is a great episode. I I loved it. It makes you want to watch more for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember there's there's an episode of Ducktales where the the kids get like wishes and they start wishing for crazy things and they wish like ice cream sundays to fall out of the sky into like I'm not sure what episode it is, but it's definitely in there. And that's what sticks out to me as a kid. I love that episode. Like I want ice cream raining from the sky into like a tub, pretty much, which is what they do. So oh yeah, dude. Like honestly, um, I don't remember a lot of episodes apart from a few. I had a video rental store and I would like, they had a few DuckTale tapes and it was just like a few episodes where they strung together. I think there was a DuckTales movie in the early nineties that just kind of launched after the popularity of the show. And I rewatched these over and over and over again. Mm. It was so good. Um, And so I'm, I'm loving right now. I'm watching through DuckTales. I can say that as a 35 year old adult. And I'm just having a blast. Absolutely, man. It's a great show. I really enjoy going through some of those old cartoons every now and then throwing them on. Now that I have a son, I can't wait to start rewatching them again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, um, for my um, guests who come on, my co-hosts for different weeks. Um, a lot of them have kids now. You know, they're friends who I've had for a while. Jess and I are not looking to have any kids anytime soon. But there is a, I don't know, appreciation about like returning and turning your kids on to certain things that you love growing up, you know? Definitely. I mean, listen, enjoy every minute of not having kids. It's a great time of life, you know, so enjoy that. But now that I'm in this season, I'm, I'm, it's cool. It's cool to be in it. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, man. Um, well, let's get on to the next um, episode, the next part. Sounds good. Dude, so let me just say, like I said, I've never seen this show. I had no clue what I was in for it. You ever see the show Dragon Tales on PBS? Yeah. Now I know where they ripped half of that show from. Oh, yeah. There is definitely a similarity. I'm like, wow. Like the kid, the whole dragon thing, yeah. like the magic, you know? Yep. So, yeah. So this this was a very, for me as a 31-year-old man, was a really awkward to watch as a 31-year-old man. I was just kind of like, what am I watching? Like, I got the idea, but man, it just, like the gummy bears aren't even gummy bears. They're like little rat bear hybrid dudes like i don't know i could i was trying to follow it i just couldn't do it you know what i mean <laughs> well when you said dragon tails that that really rang a bell it makes me think of also like stuff with like my little pony there's definitely aspects of this cartoon that i think influenced other things as far as disney animated animation or cartoons go in the 80s when they started making cartoons this is like one of the first ones they came up with i could tell because I was thinking, like, okay, we're in the 80s, obviously, so it's obviously a little bit dated in the animation, but it's still very impressive, of sure. course. I mean, someone has to – at the time, I don't think that they were using computers. You're, you're drawing that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I found – obviously, I could tell right away, I'm like, okay, this is very, like – the 80s had that kind of vibe to it, that, like, weird animation. You know, the cartoons are just kind of awkward. It almost reminded me of – ever see Pilgrim's Progress, the cartoon? No, I have not. All right, it's the same kind of animation, though, like, real okay. – kind of dark a little bit, like a weird kind of – it's not very vivid. It's kind of dreary. Like the color palette, a lot of browns, a lot of earthy tones. Okay. So that's what I thought of right away. Yeah. And I think, um, 
yeah, I like I like the feel of this. It's interesting because there was this came out I think in 1985 was when the first season came out. Okay. Um, and along with something called the Wuzzles, you probably don't even know what the Wuzzles are either. I know of, but never seen. Okay, that did not last long. But the gummy bears lasted a while, and in the later part of the 80s, the cartoons that Disney was known for were the gummy bears, DuckTales, Winnie the Pooh, and mm. Chip and Dale. Those mm. were like, and then it was in the early 90s that we got things like Tailspin and Darkwing Duck and yes. Bonkers, you know. That's where I start really creeping up, because I was born in 88, don't forget. So by the time I was like five, six, seven, it's like, you know, mid-90s pretty much, 95, 96. So that's when like those shows really took off for me as a kid. Totally. Yeah, totally. that makes so sense. The episode that we, we watched was called Ogre for the Day or Ogre yes. for a Day. Yeah. Um, and to like just kind of sum up a little bit, because I think there's some confusion on your part in regards to what these what this story is about. Um, the premise centers around a family of mythological humanoid bears. During kind of the age of knights and kings and castles, it's definitely medieval. And the gummies exist hiding from the majority of humans, apart from two younger characters, the princess and this young ward. Um, and they, these are the only ones that they can be that they can trust. Um, there's a villain who is um, Duke Igthorn, and he has a band of trolls that he commands, and they're always going up against them. The, the bad guy's always trying to just capture the kingdom take over the castle um and so how they get they have special powers and how they get their special powers is by drinking gummy bear juice which allows them to bounce all over the place and then also gives humans superpowers basically do you think that do you think to like low-key is that like a you think that's like a drug reference for adults like yeah like drink up you know because it gives you super you know what i'm saying i don't know i'm an adult now a whole different lens but See, it's kind of funny. I'm thinking, no, remembering what I can from like commercials during cartoons and stuff. I'm thinking it's more of a thing about milk. It does the body good. See, you're so pure in heart. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I think it's a drug reference. It's subliminal <laughs> drug messaging from the Listeners, government. Let us know in the comments um, what you think the gummy bear juice is. Yes, I would Tim, love to know. As a noob to the this cartoon, the first thing I want to ask you, because that's kind of what I already asked you in regards to DuckTales, what do you think of the opening song as a musician? Dude, oh my gosh. It was so long. I'm like, this intro goes on, it's like it's like three minutes. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was it's 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 a product it's, it's a product of its times. You know, it's the eighties. Like that's that is like what you're looking at in that timeline, you know? So I remember watching again. That's my first experience. So I turn on, I'm like, "What am I about to watch?" This this show, and it just went on and on and on. So it was quite the song. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Oh, and there's a line. There was a line like where something bungy gummy bears or something like that, and it's just like, who created that line? Like, who? Dude, think about it like this. Adults made this show. There was a meeting of people, creative people, who got around and wrote that and wrote the, the chords to it and charted and recorded it. I'm like, who? I got to Are they still alive today? And if they are, I need to meet them. That's who you need to interview is are those people. See, I, I feel like it's the same person, probably, or the same group that did the song for this, as well as DuckTales, as well as Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is like my favorite opening song to a cartoon, you know? 
but obviously we're not talking about this. No, this one isn't as good. Um, and it does, it does kind of meander. It does take a little while. It's very kitty, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's obviously a kid's show, but here's the thing. I'm not, I'm, I love cartoons. I mean, last air, last airbender avatar, you know, um, rocket power, Hey, you know, all those shows, I also watch them. You know, I'm looking forward to watching them with my kid. So yeah. it's not like I'm like, oh, it's a cartoon, I can't do it. But sure. this one in particular is very, it's aimed for a very young demographic. I mean, it's clear as day, it's a sure. very young group. Yeah, honestly, as I watch, I've been watching this kind of as I've been watching other DuckTales episodes. DuckTales is far more entertaining, I think, for all ages than this is. Totally. Um, and this. I don't know. I think there's some episodes that are better than others. I think the one that we got in this episode was a little bit of a stinker. Um, okay, good. So I was kind of like, dude, I'm not like this is a this plot is lame-o. Even for a kid's cartoon, it's a lame-o. It's a lame-o plot. Okay, can you can you give us a little bit of like just a short like less than a minute synopsis, less than thirty seconds of this episode? What happens? Essentially, the kid wants to go um, take out the trolls. But he's too young. And eventually the trolls end up kidnapping the king. And the gummies give the kid a potion to turn him into a troll to infiltrate troll headquarters to rescue the king. Basically, I mean, there's, I think you got some of your story beats a little bit, a little bit off, but that's okay. I'm not going to hold it against you. We're talking about a, a cartoon. What I missed. Now you got to tell me. Well, he, they, he had to, he, they sent him to infiltrate the castle, the bad guys, before they even went to go kidnap the king. Um, and so... Oh, okay. right. It wasn't because they kidnapped the king. It was... Uh, like a, yeah, okay. Fair enough. My bad. Um, yeah, so what did you think of this kid, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, he's like... He, I was thinking, this kid's brave. He's going to drink a potion that's never been tested on humans before and turn into an ogre? Like, wow, bro. You got some cojones on you. That's that's the first thing I thought, honestly. I'm like, this is just a moment where he's like, turn me into, you know, what are the, is it a troll or an ogre? Troll. You know, turn me into a troll. And the gummy bears are like, but this potion we have has never been tested on humans. And he's like, I don't care. I'll do it. And it's like, wow, that kid has some spunk to him. I'd be like, never been tested. No FDA trial. Forget it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no FDA trial. You're like, what is FDA? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. He's tenacious for sure, at least in this episode. I'm not sure of his like personalities. I never saw the series, but based on this episode, he's tenacious. Yeah, that's that's pretty much right. I mean, it's, he doesn't have too much dimension to him. He's just he wants to be a knight. Right. The same thing with Cubby, who's his best friend of the gummy bears, you know. And um, I one thing that makes me sad about this episode is that we don't get a good feature of all the, the gummies and their personalities, though they're all pretty one dimensional to some degree. You got Granny Gummy, who's the old one who cooks and makes the gummy juice. You okay. Got, and then you got Tummy, who's the fat one who eats a lot. And so makes sense. Yeah, and then you got Sunny, who's the, the other girl one. She definitely suffers from like being the Smurfette of the group. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. <clears throat> and then you get the the other like three that we we've seen in this episode being Cubby. And Zummy, who is the wizard, and Gruffy, I believe his name is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I only, I only really saw a few of them, like in this, in this particular episode. It's really who's the main dude, the guy who cast the spell? Um, Zummy. Yeah, there's a lot of him in this one for sure. 
Um, and also, like, at the end, there's the little girl. She's only there at the very end in this episode. So I didn't even know that, that she's, like, a major, like, you know, plot person in the series who can also see the gummies. I didn't even know that because in this episode, it's, it's mainly just around the kid, him becoming an ogre, and then, you know, him risking being that way forever if they can't get to him quickly. Yeah, if this is the only episode that you have watched with the gummy bears, you're not necessarily getting a, a, a really good first taste. So I, unfortunately for Tim, he took the wrong bite out of the gummy bears um, for this episode. Is it safe to say that this episode's almost like filler-ish? In its, in its, I guess. It, I mean, it felt like it had to be that way, kind of like, like, uh, like an offbeat. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, but also like cartoons, especially in those days, they didn't necessarily have the... Um, the timeline that we get with like things like the air, last airbender and stuff like that, or so it's so important to watch them in a certain order. Or you don't understand the story beats that are going on. Right. You know, so yeah, to some, to some degree, but not, not really. Um, did you have a favorite gummy? Well, the three that we met the main one that, that threw this spell. I liked a lot. Zummy, the, the yeah, magician. I liked him. And he, you know, he threatened that at one point to, to like turn the ogres into whatever. And yeah, I'm like, okay, this guy's got some, you know, some guts so i like i like gruffy the other one who is like he was the tough one he's the one who's like he's the builder he's the the one who's kind of he's kind of the grumpy one Mm. in the group Mm -hmm. he's always Mm -hmm. my favorite but yes um, he was the one who wanted to become an ogre first right yeah 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 um so let me ask you this did you recognize the voice of zummy from anything else no definitely not who is it he's the voice he's the voice of tigger Oh, really? Marie the Pooh stuff, yeah. Oh. I got to say, voice actors, that's an impressive job. Oh, yeah. Totally. And, and a lot of those guys do that. Like, they play a lot, a lot of different characters, too. It's not just one guy. Yeah. No, they honestly, like, the fact that, like, you look at the acting credits and it, for voice actors, and it's, like, hundreds of episodes, and they have, like, six shows that they're working on at a time. Totally. It's like, what on earth? Like, people like Tara Strong. She just, she works, man. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so Kevin is sent as a new appointed ogre, took the spell. He's told that if he doesn't find out what the ogres are up to, what they're being trained for, um, and he doesn't get back to the gummies in time, he's going to be stuck as a ogre or a troll forever. Right. Um, and he infiltrates the bad guys' camp. Um, Anything about the bad guys in this? I couldn't keep track of which one was um, what's that kid's name? Um, Kevin, right? Is that his name? Kevin, yeah. Kevin, whatever. Well, it's spelled with a C. It's C A V I N, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm sure I'm okay. So I, I guess the animation they have like three colors for the trolls: green, orange, and like something else. So I'm like, okay, is this green one, Kevin? Is this green one, Kevin? But I kind of got like you know as it kind of went on, you kind of figure out who was who. But no, I mean it was. I don't know, just watching it, like, in, like, their castle training with, like, you know, the different things and how they're kind of dumb. It, it was just kind of – it was funny. Like, it was kind of, like, humorous. But also just – I don't know why. It just hit me. Like, it was just, it was just very strange to, to see. Like, the animation just really – that animation, for some reason, I think as a kid I had some, like, weird experience with, like, an animated show that, like, got in my head. That style of animation just throws me for a loop for some reason. I have a hard time, like, really – I don't know. It gives me just a weird feeling. I know that sounds crazy, but it just does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's so interesting just watching trauma. different cartoons at different eras, you know, because you get to can see like them turning these things out. You know what I mean? Like whole Definitely. different departments, and it's interesting because when you 
you see that like this is right around the time that the Disney Channel launched. And the movies, as far as animated Disney movies, were kind of in a slump in this time. And you can see that like how many they were turning out of these cartoons. This is really where they were putting their focus as far as entertainment goes. Yeah. Because we I think like 85, we had the Great Mouse Detective. 88, so good. We had um, Oliver and Company. And 89, we had The Little Mermaid. And that mm. was it. Wow. You know? So they were definitely putting a lot of their work more so into this department of Dude, television. The Great Mouse Detective, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, my like God. What, what a hater. <laughs> all right, next. Um, yeah, so let's, let's keep going. Um, yeah, like you said, they hit the, the trolls, the ogres break into the castle, yep. kidnap the king. That's right. Kevin runs off with them or with him. And I mean, mostly everything just, it just works out in the end though. There's, Always. Yeah, of course. There's, there's two things that I thought were really funny about this episode that I want to point out. And as I was watching it with more of a critical eye this time, these, these gummy bears, when they suck down their gummy juice, yeah, these guys do not recycle, reuse. They throw the bottles and they just bounce. <laughs> they just bounce away. That's funny. I didn't even catch that. I yeah, wasn't even thinking like, about that. Gummy juice, and they throw, oh. and then like bouncing all over the place. It's just like then they turn the- like they turn crazy. I'm like, whoa, 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 just and then they give it to that kid, right? They give it to Kevin. I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid's going psycho. Like, yeah. boom, 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 you know. Which is funny because I feel like in the later seasons they really amp up what it does for humans because I think early on it was like it just gives you strength, but he's zipping around like he's got super speed, like the flag, yes, it's like Sonic you know? the Hedgehog over there. Oh my gosh! I know it's crazy. Yeah, you, it was getting really dark in there, dude. I can I know. like see your eyes. <laughs> Thanks for your light. No problem. Um, and my last thing that I just thought was like, oh my gosh, as I was watching it. There's a point where Kevin the troll has the king and he drops him down and the king like hits his head. Yes. And it looks like he's dead. He's like sitting there with his eyes wide open. He's not moving. Well, this series over. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh. He killed the king. What a plot twist. This show is ahead of its time. (laughs) Because he's just like, he's so dazed. It's not like he had like you know. Usually in cartoons, they have the things flying around their heads. Yeah. But this was like so different. Where I'm watching, it like, oh my gosh, is the king? Dude, that's gone? funny. That's funny. So, did you have anything from this that you want to pick out and make fun of or anything? Um, it's just a weird show, man. That's all I can say. I've said it a lot already, but it was for me not knowing the context, hitting that play button. I'm looking at my wife and I'm saying we are in for a treat for the next so did, couple of minutes. So did Sarah watch it with you? Kind of. I mean, she had the baby with her, so we we're kind of in and out. But uh, I mean, yeah, she was there and she's like, "What are we watching?" I'm like, "It's for a podcast. I gotta watch the episode." Um, you know, so this it was quite so, doozy. This is so different from any other podcast that you have done. You know, because you're like, "Well, <laughs> yeah." Sarah's like, "Well, what, what's it about?" Like, it's a podcast about cartoons. And I go, I know, I know, it's something different. You know, I don't know why he picked me. I'm, I'm a big idiot when it comes to cartoons, but I'm going to make it work. So, <laughs> you're such a trooper, bro. I'm here for it, man. This is fun. Something different. Well, let's let's wrap up our talk about gummy bears. Um, Tim, hmm. after watching this episode, 
Are you going to watch any more of these cartoons? Has watching this convinced you to continue on with the gummy bears? Oh, heck no. No, 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 no. I will probably get back into DuckTales a little bit more um, because I forgot how good that show is. I mean, it's just a great show for sure. And I I know that, you know, even though I didn't watch it as a kid, I always knew it's a classic show. But uh, Gummy Bears, I give that like an F. I'm not going back to that show. Well, yeah. for me, I mean, my kid might like it when he's like one. Uh, you know, there's there's nothing to appreciate on an adult level. There's not even like good, even the like the moral lessons aren't even moral lessons. Like, what do you get from this episode? You know, like turn into the enemy and infiltrate the castle and rescue the king. Like, it doesn't. What is there to learn? You know. Not I much. think you summed it up perfectly, and I think <laughs> that is applicable for everyday life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. I think, I think the show. I, I think in watching it, there is, there's a part of it. It's like, okay, we need to get stuff out for kids. Disney was definitely being at this time outpaced by other cartoon channels, you know, other things that were happening. Hanna Barbera was huge. You know, Hanna Barbera was massive. And this was honestly like their first show, one of their first shows that they were going into cartoons and trying to gain some audience, trying to get some attention. Totally. And I think they, they're like, okay, it's going to be like a fantasy thing. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be knights and armor. Um, and on some level, I'm like, there's some episodes where I'm like, this is pretty cool. But then also there's some part of me that's just like, I'm just kind of getting through this, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly right. So that's how I felt. Cool, cool. All right, so th- that is our conversation for both DuckTales and um, Gummy Bears. Uh, when we come back from break, we are going to look at the news, um, anything that has come out in the past week, and him and I will break that down. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get into the news from this week. So, Tim, I'm not sure if you know how this works um, based on previous episodes of my podcast, but I'm going to run through all these news pieces, run through all of them, and then you and I, after we're done talking, or after I go through them, we'll break it down. We'll say, okay, I'm super interested to talk about this more. We don't have to hit all the topics, but just the things that we're super interested in. Sounds good? Sounds a-okay to me. All right. So, number one. A trailer came out this week for the Phineas and Ferb movie, Candace Against the Universe. Number two, the MCU shows Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki are looking to start shooting again in the near future. It looks like production will restart by later this month in August or early September. Hawkeye is scheduled to start shooting in October and WandaVision is still scheduled to premiere in December. Their um, shooting was not shut down like the other shows were. Number three, there is a casting update for Rogue One prequel series centered around the character Cassian Andor. They casted actress Adrian or Adria Arjona to star opposite Diego Luna in this series. Her acting credits include Pacific Rim Uprising and the Netflix movies Six Underground and Triple Frontier. Number four, due to the success of Disney Plus, the Disney company is planning to scale back the production of physical media for future movies. Um, this would include 4K and Blu-rays um, within that context. Number five, it has been announced that Zac Efron will star in the Disney Plus remake of Three Men and the Baby. 
There's no other announcement on um, who else would star in this movie alongside him for Disney+. Plus. Number six, Kiki Palmer joins the cast of the Disney Plus series The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. And finally, number seven, Disney is to come out with a Lego sequel version of the Notorious Star Wars Holiday Special. It will be coming out November 17th and will feature the characters from the sequel trilogy celebrating Life Day. So I was ready for like a Trump news or like something political, but I I guess we're all media still. (laughs) I mean, this is the important stuff, you know? I think I I was talking about the MCU and definitely the Disney scaling back content. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, what you 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 lead us well, off? What do you want to talk about? I let's mean, talk about one at a time. Uh, let's do Disney first, going back to their content. Um, I personally was always a big fan of having the physical like discs. I was, I, I was going to ask that if you're a physical copy person. Yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older and gotten married, have a kid, I don't really collect them so much anymore. I I was a big fan. I still am of the DC animated universe, like the okay. movies. So I collected all of those. I have I have like the Steel books, and of course I redeem them digitally. But I like having the physical copy. But in reality, Even Batman and Harley Quinn, you have that one. I do have that one. <laughs> that I couldn't terrible. return it. I tried. <laughs> like, give this back. I don't want it. There's a Batman musical in here. Anyway, um, but here's the reality. I don't watch physical discs ever. I don't. I can't remember the last time I threw a Blu-ray on. I have it all digital. I go to movies anywhere and watch it. So it's it makes sense for Disney to do this because we are slowly getting away from a physical media kind of world and more towards that digital world but really uh, here's the thing ultimately the consumer gets screwed we're going to be the ones getting screwed i what what do you mean well for instance right if i really wanted to i could probably resell my blu-rays for like maybe dirt cheap like five or ten bucks a pop maybe but i would still get something back for it even though it's very little if i buy milan for 30 bucks i can't read i can't give that to someone else i can't even gift it you know, and I have to pay five bucks. A, I believe I have to pay five bucks a month continually to have the subscription to keep watching Mulan after I paid thirty dollars for. It. I believe that is the case. So that's a way. That's yeah. way more expensive. Yeah. To do a one-time fee to have it. Also, yeah. might we add for you? But you're not to, paying six dollars a month only for Mulan. I understand that, but in order to keep it, you have to. Like if I, if I terminate if I terminate the, the subscription service, that movie that thirty bucks is out the window. Okay. Now, I, be- I believe that this whole primarily affected um, their their printing of movies. I'm going to say printing. I don't even know what to call it. Manufacturing these movies is their back catalog. So I think that's what's mostly going to be scaled down. I think we're still, from what, I, what I'm seeing online as far as reports go, we're still going to have Marvel movies being printed on Blu-ray and 4K. We're still going to get Star Wars movies and Pixar. I think... Things like even Mulan, you know, some of their those big remakes that they make, they're going to still get made. For sure. It's their back library that's mostly well, affected by this. And I'm happy to hear that because for the audio files and for the video guys out there, we all know that streaming is not true 4K. The codec for the audio is not true 4K. It's not a DTS master, whatever it is. You get that off of the disc. You get the clearest picture and the best audio off the disc. So especially for something like, you know, dude, let's face it. I mean, um, you know, Infinity War or um, whatever. Um, oh, my God. Thank you. Endgame. You know, I, if I'm going to watch that, if I'm going to really sit down, I want that cranked up. I want to feel the bass. I want that HDR image. You're not sure. going to get that off of a streaming platform, even if you redeem the code, because it's going to compress the bandwidth. It just, 
you know, your average cable connection can't handle it. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that they're still keeping it, but this is an early sign of the end. Yeah, ultimately, I mean, you're right. I honestly, there's one thing I really do like about physical media, and I think it's more so for for me than anybody else is the bonus content. Sometimes I will throw on one of my favorite movies that I've seen a hundred times, but this time I'm going to throw on the audio commentary. That's totally with the art director and totally. the, the costume person. You know what I mean this time? And it's like, who else is doing that other than me? Who's insane, you know? But dude, those commentaries are great. I've watched oh, the are. ones with Endgame. It's like, Oh my God, this is, uh, this is so fascinating. Like how they, right. why they did this decision. It just helps you, but you're right. Not many people do it, but that, that's a crying shame because you learn so much. And those things are not made available as much on streaming. I mean, you do have the exception, like with Disney Plus, they had the Mandalorian, the gallery, like series that was a lot, like came out yeah. this past spring and summer, you know, that were just like, we're going to tell you about the making of this series with different aspects of it. Okay, cool. You know, but I, it's, well, it and it's, it's not the same. If you buy iTunes years ago, came out with iTunes extras. So when you would buy a movie off iTunes, it would give you all the bonus content as well. So you do have access to a lot of that if you if you bought it, um, or if you re- I've noticed this too. If you redeem a code, it does give you a lot of the bonus content. I'm not sure if it gives you everything, but it definitely gives you a lot. It gives you like the deleted scenes, behind the scenes, gag reel. So that that is getting better. But I agree. I, I first off, I think artwork is just cool. Like I have a Space Jam um, Steel Disc Edition from Best Buy. The artwork is dope. Okay, it is it is cool. And I, I think like you're probably the, you're probably one of only like five guys in the country who are excited about the steel case Space Jam. Hey, movie. the artwork is awesome. What can I say? And Space Jam's <laughs> a great movie. So Listen, this is a Disney podcast. You can take those Looney Tunes and scram, bro. <laughs> so yeah, that's my thought on that. I mean, it makes sense why Disney would do it because all through their company, they're in the business of making more and more and more money, and they're doing that. They own. I mean, dude, they own every major property right now. The only, th- only thing that they don't own is, is DC. And give yeah. that like 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, let's move on to the other thing. Talking about Marvel, let's talk about these MCU news. Yeah, you know, they haven't really – they haven't given us a lot of insight into what these shows are really going to be looking like. I mean, WandaVision looks weird, okay? I'm so but, you know, One thing I, I realized about Marvel, and I hope that this continues, but whatever they really touch – almost always turns to gold. Like, in the MCU, even their worst movie, which for me, I would put as... For my me personally, I, I wasn't a fan of the Ant-Man movies at all. I didn't like them at okay. all. Okay. They're, they're bottom. I like them, but I or, can understand where you're coming from. Or like Iron Man 3, okay? Like a bottom yeah. tier. It's still a great... It's still a good movie. Like, you watch yeah. it, you're like, yeah, that was a fun movie. Maybe not amazing, but fun. But, but they... That's like... They've done, what, 20-something movies, and they're all significantly better even their worst one i'd rather watch than most of the dc movies minus like shazam shazam was great um you know so i said that because i i i definitely trust marvel at this point you know i trust what they're going to do is smart but i'm just so in the dark i'm like man what is this show going to even be like is it going to be an action show is it going to be like a a docuseries how are they going to shoot this so i'm very interested in seeing it's sad it's sad that at this point right now um, where we are in August, we would have been able to watch like one or two episodes already of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we would be we would be singing, I think, a totally different tune. You know, right? And I'm sure I'm sure that that, that they're going to tie into Endgame and all that stuff. There's a lot of there's right. still a couple of loose ends that I, we know they're going to pick up. I'm just kind of at this point, 
what it is. I get it. You got to be safe. I know the whole entertainment industry is pretty much halted in a lot of ways. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting to see what happens. You know, I mean, Disney does content well. Even The Mandalorian. I give it a, a B plus. There are a few filler episodes. Man, when they hit its stride, I was like, dude, next episode. Let's keep going, you know? So yeah, they, I love, they I love do shows well. I love in a different way for that. Anyway, go, keep going. Keep going. My, my, my point is that um, I'm, I'm excited that they're shooting again, and I'm ready to see what, what they have. I'm just ready. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. From the series that we, that we have here as far as announcements go, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, um, WandaVision, and Hawkeye. These are the ones that are currently being filmed, I believe. Which one are you the most excited about? No, pro- I, I, the Winter Soldier, shoulder, the Winter Soldier movies are probably that's probably one of my all time favorites in the MCU. Yeah. That one and Civil War are like, man, they're top five for sure. So oh, Captain, I, Captain America: Winter Soldier is my absolute favorite. So dude, that's the one that I'm most. I mean, th- those fight scenes. Oh my god, they're so good. So I, for that one, I'm most interested. Like, okay, I got to see what this is about. You know, I'm not sure if I'll stick with it. I'm not sure how much I'll watch of it. But I'm definitely the most, like, this looks really weird. I got to see what they're doing with this. Yeah. Is, you're saying WandaVision? Yeah, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you broke up a little yeah. bit there on me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, it's, it's okay. Pa- it's probably fault. Um, so, yeah, that's um, – yeah, I agree. I, I think, honestly, there is a – there's a comic book series recently of Vision from the past, like, four or five years ago. Um, I think written by Tom King that – if anybody's interested, if you're interested in reading it, it was very, very good. It was only like, I think, eight or ten issues, something like that. Um, that kind of gives me a little bit of an idea of where they may be going with the show. But honestly, I have no clue. So. Me either, dude. Me either. I can white thing to say. It's weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple things that I want to talk about. All right. I want to talk about Three Men and a Baby. Have you seen that movie? From the, I don't think I have. It's I've so seen good. Days Day Out. Okay. So the late 80s, I think it's 20th Century Fox. It was a movie through them. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Um, and the sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady. And it centers around three bachelors who are just like, okay, honestly, it being on Disney Plus, there's some of it that's like, these guys are like hooking up with girls left and right or whatnot, you know? All right. And um, a baby shows up on their doorstep. Okay. And they basically, the three of them together have to father this baby. You know, they all live together, these three guys. And they're in their 30s, you know. it's. And I'll tell you, here you go. Here are the three guys from the original. You have Ted Danson. Okay. You have Tom Selleck. Okay. And you have Steve Gutenberg. Okay. And it is awesome. It's great. I, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you and Sarah should watch it. I watched it recently with Jess. And I hadn't seen it since, like, the 90s when I was a kid. And we had so much fun watching this movie. And honestly, like, we watched this a few weeks ago, like a month ago maybe. We were watching. I'm like, they could really make a new version of this because you're able to tackle different things on a different modern era. You know, you can can do it through, you know, in 2020. And you can can hit different points, but it's – the comedy is still there. And so when this announcement came out, I was like, this is amazing. This is great. Have Zach, Zach Efron, who's in his 30s now. He's not like 21 or 23. I think, you know, it's easy to think that he is, but he's in his 30s. Um, right. And I think he's a perfect person to be in this in this movie for Disney+. Plus. 
Well, I really have no context, so I need to watch the movie. But Zach Efron is good. He has that show on Netflix that's pretty decent. Um, oh, yeah. Where he travels the world, it's pretty good. It's like some episodes are kind of weird, some are great. Okay. But he seems like a, a kind of a. I mean, it's it's TV, but he seems like a pretty level-headed dude. And he, I think he's a pretty good actor, so I'm excited to see it for sure. Anything like that, I'll definitely watch. I enjoy comedies like that. They're just kind of crazy premises, is you know. All right, I want you to pitch for me. Name for me one of the other three guys. What actor should be in this movie with Zac Efron? Raising a baby. Zach Galifianakis, whatever his name is. Zach Galifianakis. It'd be hilarious. That is hysterical. Come on, that's a good one. You know who I was gonna say. You know who I was gonna say because it would be totally bananas. And I think we forget that this actor really started out with comedic roots. I was gonna say Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, dude. He's. Have you seen this movie, Honey Boy? No, I have not yet. You should watch that. It's dark. Yes, that could be good. Um, dude, Jack Black would be hilarious. Yeah. Jack Black and Jumanji and Jumanji 2. First off, let me just say Jumanji and Jumanji 2 exceeded my expectations because I was really worried. I'm like, guys, you don't touch Robin Williams. It's just too soon. Jumanji's a classic, and they did a really good job. They really You're saying did. it's so weird. You're saying Jumanji. Jumanji. It's Jumanji. That's what I'm saying. Jumanji. You're saying it weird. I don't know why. <laughs> what? Are you saying I have a speech impediment? <laughs> Does, my wife gets on my case for how I say so many things. Anyway, keep All going. Right. How do you say it? Jumanji? Jumanji. Jumanji. You're saying a Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. Is that how I'm saying it? My All bad. Right. So anyway. The point is, is that that show, that movie exceeded my expectations. Jack Black is great. He's he's a freaking hilarious person. Or The Rock. Dude, put The Rock in there. That's who you got to put in. You're he, getting he, too old. You're, bro, he's the Vin Diesel, man. You don't understand the movie. Anyway, I'm going to move right. on to my next story, the thing that I'm so excited about. What do you think about a Lego Star Wars holiday special? I am so excited. This is my favorite new news piece from this week. I've never seen the holiday special. I've just oh, seen bits and pieces. It is. It is so I know it's terrible. terrible. I know it's horrible. It's on um, YouTube. Watch it. It's like I'll watch the it. best train wreck. I'll watch it. But um, anything that is um, um, is Lego is funny automatically. Yeah. I mean, their movies are great. They're really quirky. So I, it, will, it will be good. I, and I'm sure they'll have plenty of Easter eggs for those who have suffered through the, the original just to, you know, poke fun at themselves. I think this is the best way to have a treatment around that is having Lego because Lego is so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Irreverent. Yes. You know? Yes. And they're purposely so. And it is, it's so tongue in cheek. It's so just like side humor. Like Lego Batman is one of my favorite Batman movies that has ever come out. Um, and, it's and good. I, just, I, good. I love how Lego handles different properties in a way that they're allowed, they're able to get away with the things and we, and we'll laugh at it that we won't give that leniency to anything else, you know, be JJ Abrams, totally, be, um, last Jedi, you know, like we're, we're brutal as fan, as fans when it comes to other, other things. On a side note, you're at about one minute till an hour. Does that matter? To All you? right. So let's let's wrap things up. Tim, tell everybody where they can find you. On Instagram at Gorilla Beats, on Facebook, and on the Coffee Theology and Jesus podcast, which is on Android and Apple and all the all that good stuff. 
Yes, that's true. And I'm, I'm going to see if I can get Tim back on in the future. Um, maybe I'll have you come on and talk about something that you will pick. We shall see. Maybe I'll have you come on and talk about maybe music from Disney um, through the years. Good As a idea. musician, we can get a couple different musician friends on. That would be a blast. I'm in. All right, Tim, thanks for coming on, and I'll see you later, bro. Thanks. All right, so that is our show for this week. Tim, thank you for coming on and being a part of this show. I thank you again. Um, I love Tim. I have a blast talking to him. He reminds me so much of just times in the past where I can laugh and joke. We actually talked for like maybe half an hour to 40 minutes just catching up prior to recording. So that was just great for me. Um, yeah, so I hope to, that he'll come back on the show. Maybe he'll invite me on his. Probably not, but we shall see. Um, okay, let's talk about next week. So I think it's pretty obvious. We're getting a, a fairly big drop that was meant to come out in theaters, um, but now it's coming to Disney+. Plus. And no, I'm not talking about Mulan. That's still a couple weeks away. We're going to be talking about, on next week's episode, the one and only Ivan. Um, and to do that, I have two people, and I, I don't know if this will be a huge surprise for you. I'm having returning guests, Tyler and Abby, the one and only Merrills, to be on the show and talk about gorillas and art and it's just the perfect thing especially for abby to come on and talk to us about so i'm excited for that stay tuned watch that movie because it will be dropping on friday and i'll see you guys next week on extreming disney bye-bye